So in this episode, we're going to sample beer 1000. Big deal for us. It's a milestone. We've been talking about it for a while. Didn't think we'd make it here, either because of our livers or, you know, the world or whatever. So on Twitter last week, I posted, hey, we're about to do beer 1000. So to you, our community, largely of fucking friends, would you prefer beer 1000 to be a hard one or a hard five? And so I'm cheersing to the 64% of you who said a hard one. And I know it's weird to cheers to the people who, who actively woke up that morning and chose violence. <laughs> but I want you to know, because while I don't have official receipts, I am positive that producer Ross was the first person to vote for a hard one on that poll. Why would you guess? Why would you think that? Because you said you know how I voted. You said it I on said the Twitter. I guess how yeah. I voted. So here we are. I'm cheersing <laughs> to all of you who don't care about us, who are only here for the content while we have been here for you for nearly five years. Cheers. I yeah, absolutely <laughs> voted one before Ross. Cool, great. <laughs> you did. Cool. Honestly, this whole thing fucking sucks. <laughs> Honestly, don't know what you expected. Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six, where we drink six beers, have six conversations, rate them on a five-point scale, occasionally invite Burke, and Woo! have thus far drank 996. Jesus. Beer Jesus. adjacent and beer beverages. Yeah. Beer adjacent, I think, is a good way of yeah, describing it. We, we are a beer adjacent podcast. Uh, yeah. That's how I describe it. Yeah. Beer's adjacent to us every time we podcast. Hey oh. <laughs> hey oh. He's got he's got notes. Yeah. Uh what we're gonna drink for beer one thousand. I don't even think it's beer adjacent. I'm not totally sure. It's legal adjacent. So we'll just see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um pre shout out to Brownie for the help. Mm-hmm. Uh hey, do we have any pre party stuff? Burke's here. I guess we could talk about Night Clerk Radio. Yeah, we're talking about horror this month, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Caleb, since I'm in I'm going to be on that uh, one, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be on our October Patreon bonus episode. Cool, 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 cool. Horror and Vaporwave. Yeah, absolutely. Can I Can I have a pre-party thing related to our, like, thousand episodes? You can have sure. a pre-party. Go for re- it. Whatever you want, it's baby. It's your podcast. Yeah. All right, so our first episode, we, Nick, we titled the, the Dream of Deducting Our Beer. Yeah. Because that is the point. Whole point. And the thing is, we said it on the outset on a publicly posted podcast. Yeah. And have since listed every single beer we've ever drank. Yeah. Along with its rating system. Correct. So I have since switched accountants. And she said, (laughs) pretty sure we can't prove that you bought this beer for the podcast. And I'm like, ma'am. We, we have a system. There is <laughs> there's a spreadsheet. There man. is nothing more documented than the amount of beer I drank on that podcast. Uh, I have individual receipts for every bottle purchased. My God. I have it rated. It's time stamped. Like, if I cannot deduct beer, no human being can. Like, it's not possible <laughs> to meet the burden of right. for the IRS. Uh, I hope to God we become a case study in accountancy classes moving forward. <laughs> now, listen, let me tell you. Yeah, you need to talk beer. Yeah. 100% you can. It's a business expense. Exactly. She's and like, anything, here's anything with the pleasure principle, I'm like, also, you just sound like a fool. You're talking about pleasure right. and my... Yeah. There's ones in there. Yeah. It's not all pleasure. A lot of ones. Much of it is work that we deserve to be paid for. That's exactly right. <laughs> what does Magritte have to do with it? That's the name of the Magritte painting, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. Well, that is a pre-party, and yeah. also uh, kudos to your accountant for uh, for doing her due diligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got That's what you want out of an accountant. Um, uh, any other pre-party items here, kids? I don't think so. For some reason, in case it wasn't clear already, Burke's here. They're talking about horror. Uh, Ross is doing Lu- doing Ludo narrative dissonance stuff. Caleb's still doing Delta Green things. Don't forget to check out all of his patreons. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, let's get to a rating system. Yeah. Going right into the rating system? Yeah. Right. You, you got it, baby. I am you on got this it, one. Uh, nice. I'm going to try to get through this because I'm very tired. Okay. <laughs> so the source of this rating system is uh, in the tub where we watch movies, uh, including Caleb, Ross, and myself. Spencer mm-hmm. only shows up when we uh, show Zack Snyder films. Yeah. And only the one Zack Snyder film. Yeah. But, but you have a one-for-one I do. Zack Snyder. 100% of the time I'm there. Alert. Yeah. So yeah, we, you you missed uh, Zack Snyder's uh, War of the Dead or whatever. Army Red of Market, the Dead. Army the of the Dead, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. He which made I'm very hurt because yeah. I wrote that one. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to, right. but I wrote that one. Yeah, are, <laughs> you, never are, you, are, you hurt? are you hurt because I wasn't there or because you didn't mean to write a Zack Snyder film? Both. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. 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 Mostly that you're not getting royalties. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we just recently completed a watch of all 27 Zatoichi films. The original run of 26 in the 60s and 70s, uh, and then the 2003 BTK one. Well, sure, I mean, you've um, got to do the 2003 BTK one. is a blind swordsman of, of myth who wanders in around an 1830s era Japan and kills Yakuza. Just depopulates whole towns. Uh, daredevil, but with no compunction. Yeah, with no moral, criminal. no ethical or moral <laughs> Zero <system>. compunction. <laughs> Now, in addition to all the killing, there's a lot of great essential components of every Zatoichi film because when you make that many films that quick, sure, like sometimes three or four a year, yeah, you kind of just roll dice. It is a D10 table. It's actually a literal rolling of dice. That's a big thing. So these are kind of like five essential components other than sword fighting for a Zatoichi film. Love it. Educate me. So number one component, number one beer you wouldn't want to drink, Yakuza and the treatment of women. Oh, great. Yeah, the Edo period in general problematic. Yeah. Combine that with 1960s sensibilities. It gets a little weird. It's like just the lazy way they know to show that they're villains by kind of making everybody Mm -hmm. predators. Yeah. Not great. Makes sense. Now we get into the good shit. Even a tune. Maybe not a great beer, Uh but it starts to be an essential component. The wedding proposal. Basically, every single Zatoichi (laughs) movie, he comes across a woman who is down on her luck, lost her husband, lost her brother, whatever. And she just within a scene falls madly in love with Zatoichi, asks him to stay, to marry her, mm-hmm. to stay in this town. He's like, no, I'm a free Like bird. 27 times, pretty Histori- much? Basically. His- yeah. Historically, this is the point where like, it would be the equivalent of setting a film in India and being like, well, that leper. Oh, has right. really something about him. <laughs> yeah, some gravitas to that one. <laughs> it's a bad. It's foreshadowing <laughs> so for yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's kind of the the juxtaposition of Zatoichi is that um, the blind were very low ranking in Ito society. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, but he's so amazing that they'll marry him anyway. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially despite inherent age difference, uh, mm-hmm. it only wow. gets worse. Well, and honestly. usually something tragic happens to her. Not always, but not like, always. It's yeah. you know Spoilers. they gotta mix it up a little. Look, bit. everyone uh, back in that period had the blind masseur rebound guy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, amongst <laughs> So three coming in number three beer. I don't know how do you describe a number three beer? It's it, it it's, it's there. there. Okay. Yeah. Well, these are just there in Zatoichi movies, which is fate handing him a child to take care of. <laughs> oh. Like, uh, it can happen like in many ways. Like a third ways. of the movies. Uh, like a third of the movies involve him ending up with an orphan. Either he comes across, uh, sometimes it's very blunt and straightforward, where he just comes across a woman dying in childbirth in a field, just sure. takes the baby to a town. Same. Oftentimes, they're peasants being murdered by samurai. Yeah, and they just and hand even- him a child. They're like, hey, man, you murdered all the samurai. Take this kid to the next village over. Yeah, okay. and that leads yeah. to trouble. It's right. never mm-hmm. it's never an average. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Much like a three, you're never going to have just one, right. and it will always lead to trouble. This exactly. is this feels like a, a medium John Wayne bit, too. So, Well, they're... You know, Chambara films, which are the Japanese sword fighting kind of historical films, yeah. a- actually, like, parallel... Western cinema. Sure. Pretty much um, one to watch. Yeah. <laughs> like Western movies. So, yeah, you know, yeah. like The Magnificent Seven is a remake of The Seven Samurai. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, so moving on to number four, which is we're getting into good beers and also good Zatoichi components. 
stunting. He loves to stunt on a Yakuza. He'll mm. slash some candles, but the candle will land on his, his sword and hold oh, the candle up to their dang. face. Or he'll do tricks. He'll cut things in half. He'll cut their go Showing them half. off. But the best stunting he does, since as uh, blind people commonly were in the Edo period, he's a masseuse. Oh, yeah. He will stunt via aggressive massage, where he'll no. be like undercover and no. like massaging the Yakuza boss, but then start doing it really hard and painful. And he's very bad at massages to begin with. <laughs> So like he just starts they never like take aggressively, the yeah. yeah, and they like start crawling in pain. He's like grabbing at them and like massaging them. Boy, you know this how, got weird. You know how Odysseus hey. is like just fine yeah. until he's like stunts on the cyclops. Right. It's like it was Odysseus, bitch. Right. Blinded you, <laughs> showed you that. That is the that is the inciting action for every part of his Ichi film. Ah, okay, he has got to piss off some yakuza mm. just to show off. And even the best, a verbal jab, yeah, even it, like just dunking on people. And the and the best no ones fear. is when he gives a mean mean massage to a Yakuza guy because he just starts man. <laughs> yeah, huh. it's just mauling him. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it rules. Their Boy. movies are great. They're great movies. Well. They're fantastic. They are. Uh, so then moving to number five, which is the best pinnacle of beer that you want. Mm-hmm. Also, what Absolutely. I want, my favorite part of every Zatoichi film, the hustling. Oh, the every dice game. He hustles. He loves to hustle. He, he lulls people into a false sense of security through being blind right. and then just takes all their Rio. What? <laughs> just all takes the all their money. So he's, he, he's so daredevilly that he can hear when they roll like fake dice, like weighted no. dice. Uh, so oh, common, there's the dice hustle where he catches them cheating. Yeah. There's the dice hustle where he gets the dice. This is his favorite. He pretends to, yes. he pretends to roll the dice, but the dice fall out of the cup. So, and then when everyone bets and don't tell him that, he is just like, Oh, here are my dice. They fell in my sleeve. And then everyone's like, no. And it's like, well, you can't bet on dice out of the cup. Are you guys betting on dice out of the cup? And they take all their And here's the thing. He expects it to work every time. Never does. He ends up killing everyone. Yeah, in the room. They just get mad and they kill someone. <laughs> this Satuichi guy doesn't sound great, guys. No, he's great. He's awesome. He only uh, kills my, bad people. The dice hustles no. are good. I also like the carnival game hustles. Carnival like hustle, hustles. like an archery game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. Stuff. Uh, it's just an essential part. It's the best part. Big Robin Hood it energy. generally leads mm-hmm. strongly into the stunt. He'll, he'll even he game, only yeah, he'll he'll game Yakuza like yeah. procedural. But like yeah. he'll, he'll break open the Robert Rules of Order for Yakuza and be like, well, you could kill You're not me, but. It is the day of the festival, and I'm holding your daughter's hand. Damn. So if you want Oni, you can do that. But yeah, he, yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's got it. Yeah. So that's our Zatoichi rating system. What right? would a laugh be? Is that a Ichi laugh? Is that just like oh, Const- that's like a three to four. He has a, he has a <laughs> yeah, he has a weird nervous. Well, integer chuckle. system. So you got to wonder. Yeah. If we're know. if we're making an analogy, the laugh is the concept of liquid to beer. Like yeah, it's yeah. pretty essential. Ah, yeah. Ah, okay. What is laugh? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't think of a more accessible list for beer one thousand. So it's we're gonna thematic. get uh, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to it. Here we go. Spencer, this is a very special episode for us. So <laughs> it is. I I brought my A game. You out of the did. Beer hole. You motherfucker. I, yeah. I went to the beer hole. Heaven or hell. Said, the beer hole giveth. And I have the beer served hole. you for five years. Yeah. Please, Master, reward me. Well, we're starting strong with an old Omnipolo chestnut. <laughs> this one, we think, based on incredibly poor calligraphy, is named Hilma. Now listen, I'm going to read a series of words, and you're going to think, something's medically wrong with him. <laughs> but this is what the can says. So he I'm going not to having you. a stroke. Right. <laughs> this is a, and I ain't fucking playing, vanilla. 
Burger Bun Crispy Fries Imperial India Pale Ale with Natural Flavors. 8%. I like how none of the things they've named already is a natural flavor. Except <laughs> I am vanilla. excited for this. Yeah. Honestly, you the, know, burger. Right. It's a you malt shop in a can. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, a beer is described poorly when the thing that excites me most is Imperial India Pale. 8%. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It's oh just, man! Oh, it smells so bad. Amapolo has done us dirty. They are just Dude, a, like they, they, they like program an AI to just like take lists of potential beer hot. ingredients. They are a they are a uh, shit post. Smells they, like smells like canned peas and beer. So, so they should upgrade to GPT three if they're that yeah beer. exactly yeah. <laughs> so, if GPT three uh, GPT three crafted a beer, brewed a beer. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Um. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Uh huh. You know. Oh, uh-oh. 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 Plot twist. Childhood like, memories of different He loves a, a vanilla burger. It's that old. Right. Everybody loves a vanilla burger. Well, with crispy fries. Um, <laughs> is it vanilla burger or vanilla burger bun? Burger bun. Burger bun. Sesame? You know what? It's yeah. not that bad. Like, it's weird. Um, it's, it's colder and sweeter than it should be, uh, is how I would describe <laughs> it. Um, I'm going to give you a lot of that. Oh, God. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not going to drink the whole fucking thing. It's eight percent, and it's but it's not. Oh, that's way better than it should be. Right, I agree. For we, the way they advertise, I that, know that should be a hard one. Yeah. I know it's it's a two. I think. I mean, I think yeah. it's a totally fine, it's like a sweet IPA. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's kind of there. I'd, I'd, I'd give that a three. Like I've had way worse IPAs than that. Well, Is yeah, that enough for, me, for a three? Right, for me, a three IPA, especially an imperial, especially from Omnipolo, I think is an important asterisk. Is like, oh, that's it's a contextual. good beer. It Look, has to taste after like a thousand beers. If you're expecting me not to adjust for an IPA, you just want every IPA to be a one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. I've, I've got to have a separate energy Touché. system for IPAs. I think, I think it's a two for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm actually mad that they made me pre-hate it with their dumb naming conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I guess in some ways, maybe it's actually a bad beer. I mean, beer. I don't detect any of that shit. That maybe we're a new... No. We're, Never maybe, judge a beer by its can. Maybe yeah. we're a new marketing demographic of just like stunt drinkers, mm. but they give us like just regular old shit. Yeah. <laughs> they what make, you, the, they make you, the can seem like a fucking dare. But what do you like, think? That's also hard to do. But like, you got to put a lot of spicy pickles in that. Mm-hmm. The, the ROI isn't there. Maybe it's just about like, oh, right. we'll call it a Jack Rapid... Yeah. Bernays uh, yeah. marinara goza right. like story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what what marketing demographic is that for? What marketing slice is that for? Oh, that's for the degenerates. That's, yeah, yeah, that's well, for the dregs. I think what it's probably for. Like, we call it the opium den. And over right. here, it's yeah. podcasters. Right. It's just this huge. Earnestly, it's probably for uh, like like uh, like IPA Chad. I mean, I, I you know it, the guys who all they drink is IPAs, and so now it's just what's the weirder, more IPA IPA. Mm-hmm. So you got to name it something. And to their credit, this I've had significantly worse Omnipolo beers. Yeah, I've had significantly worse IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually bummed that it's not as bad as advertised. So fuck. All right, we're dissecting our fun. <laughs> Where we talk about board games. Now listen to this gem of a prompt I wrote this morning while taking a bath. I want to be bubbles. really clear. You wrote this prompt. I did write it's this not prompt. Part of the absolutely, games. there were bubbles. Right. Good. <laughs> Elderflower nice. from Bath and Body Works. Ooh. Really nice blend. Smells mm. nice. I didn't know they were still in business. Makes your skin. Oh yeah, the, mm. people will always buy candles. Yankee Candle. Yeah, that's right. Body Works. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, the holidays are fast approaching, and you know what that means. Lifetime original movies and lifetime original movies are fast approaching. And you know what that means? Romance. Mm -hmm. Romance is getting close. And you know what that means? First dates. Mm -hmm. 
You know what everybody here is really good at, probably, first dates. So here's the prompt. You're going on a first date, something we all do routinely and have done a lot over the last couple of years. Uh Someone says to you, oh, you're into board games. You should bring a board game to play. They give you no information other than that. You don't know if they like board games. You don't know if they've ever played a board game. You don't know if they know what board games are. Maybe they just said something. So you're going on a first date. You got to bring a board game. What board game do you bring to a first date? Is this just bait for me to say? <laughs> oh, it is now. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of every board game question because right. I don't know anything about board well, games. I, mean, I like that you whispered that like it was a party secret. Party yeah. Can I say well, it? I mean, that's the answer for foul. a certain type of first date. Right. Um, yeah. You're completely physically and sexually and romantically asexual. Right. You don't want to see anybody ever again. Right. What do I bring to the party foul? Yeah. She will leave. Right. He will leave. Aww. Everyone will leave. <laughs> you will be left alone. And mom will stop bothering you by hooking you up with people. Right. Uh, I went on a date, Mom. I have an answer for this crazy thing you said. Well, I don't think it was that crazy, but okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want a date that succeeds, I assume. Right? Well, let's assume the goal is for to, for this to go well. Uh, well, the the most successful first dates are never dates. Oh, Caleb too, Stokes. There's yeah, too much fucking pressure. Oh, wow, it's absolutely yeah. correct. Too yeah. much goddamn pressure. You're absolutely. wearing clothes. You got to go to a place. You got to buy stuff. Right. Yeah, talk. I want to yeah, come back to that wearing clothes talk, thing. Yeah. But yeah, keep going. If fucking like you got to go to a restaurant and now like the evening is like in the hands of whoever's making minimum wage and serving you. Right. It's like there's too many variables. There's too much pressure. It never works. If you're going to have a good first date, it's not deemed a date. It's a social gathering. And, hey, I kind of like that one one over there. Uh That one's kind of okay. Right. Um, So you just want something that's going to be fun. Love it. But also show you, and it's got to be the crew. Oh, damn. Trick taking. Because if she's never heard of game cards before, you could still probably teach her the crew if you just run the tutorial mode in order. It's beautifully scaffolded. And uh, you're working with other people. Interaction. Maybe you're working with a couple. Right. Maybe that couple's on your side. Both oh, in the wing, game. wing people. And oh, in the... Uh, some ringers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, man, control uh-huh. the battle space. Okay. All right? Yeah. It's like paying uh, your friend to lose a fight. In front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Also do that. After you finish the crew, pay your friend to lose a fight. Also a game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Burke, uh, who's uh, incredibly informed opinion started when I watched him turn around and look at, look at Ross's board game shelf. <laughs> so, so what board game do you bring? Point salad. Actually, I think that's a good answer though, for yeah, what it's worth. Answer, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good answer. Uh, mm-hmm. or second chance. I like those. Second games. chance is great. Mm-hmm. Those are games I know and have played. <laughs> yeah. End of I list. might also <laughs> just take container. Or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Now tell me, no, no, like, what do you know about closed good. economies? Because if they're into container, you're good. That's like, a litmus test. Yeah, it's yeah. a litmus test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah it's take, a hard filter. Take container, but don't read the rule book first. Be like, <laughs> I'll figure. I'm sure I'll figure this out soon. Just, just hold on. <laughs> okay, that's just that's no, that's masochistic. Well, that I don't know, Ross. What do you take on a first date? Uh, Azul is my first instinct. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's I think that's a good instinct. I Azul was near the top of my list too. I will tell you this as someone who's recently taught Azul again to some folks who had not Azuled mm-hmm. and had varying levels of board game uh, experience. The scoring of Azul will never make sense to no. me. Uh, I was going to say along the same lines. What's the um, forest game I played with Sarah at Gen Con for like an hour with Sarah and Brandy? 
Uh, tile placement. It's the little tile. Oh, legendary placement. force. That's yeah. it. And also has the pavilion one. Yeah, great those little game. Yeah, yeah. Those are two mm-hmm. yeah, great little game. Azul. I think things get weird when you have to explain to someone how to score. Mm-hmm. And I've never not felt, and I've gone out of my way to undo this feeling when teaching the Azul scoring. After the first round, I've never not felt like people thought I was cheating them when I explained why I have so many more points than they do after the first round. Mm-hmm. Because the scoring in Azul is batshit insane. Everything else is perfect. The scoring makes no sense. I mean, that's how I felt when we played uh, Heaven and Nail together oh, yeah. on our first it's game. Not, Unbe- right. It's not Arboretum. <laughs> it's not Arboretum. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> Nothing not. is Arboretum. To this day, the most challenging game I have ever encountered in my entire life. Bill Sundwall couldn't adequately teach me that game, and Bill Sundwall might be the smartest human I've ever met. And I was just sitting there looking at him like, I don't th- none of that was in He's English. He's tried the same thing. And I right. Was like, nope. Yeah. It's, I it's got fucking zero terrible. points somehow. On uh, this game. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a better choice yeah. than since mm-hmm. it's so obvious. We we all had things off the top of our heads. Right. All right. Yeah. Worst choice. Oh. Worst choice for a first date. Well, I think just container, container not count. Yeah. Well, container does not count. So okay. I actually think, and I don't want you to take offense to this because I know how much you love this game and I think this game is great, but I actually think like terraforming Mars would be a bad choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not just because of the complexity, but because also. Also, if you own terraforming Mars, you've gotten very good at it. So you're just right. like. A billion mega credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've destroyed your city on Tharsis. Yeah. that I didn't know you, that the person didn't. Yeah, know there's there's a big yeah. cones of Dunshire moment. Yeah, I think yeah. if yeah. you're teaching, uh, it, it's not just that uh, terraforming Mars is difficult, challenging to teach and learn. It's that if you're really into terraforming Mars, like I don't think that's looking awesome to mm-hmm. people who don't know what they're getting into. It's here. a it's even yeah. Some of them yeah. are too hard. Now let me tell you another one though that I actually think might be bad. Medium. Because uh, oh, what oh, if it only goes wrong? Yeah, yeah. Like, what if you only keep not guessing the same things? Uh, and I think that's a real quick, because medium is a very interesting word game. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good little party game, and it is a lot of fun if you've had a few drinks and you have four people sitting around a table. But the moment you and the person you want to build a connection with cannot, for the life of you, guess the same things. And this may be true for all party games in which guesses. So I think code names might have the same effect. Yeah. See, I, I not think, on one-on-one. I think no. rationally yeah. that would make sense, yeah. but I don't think most daters are rational. Like I know a number oh. of people of both sexes who would get like strict opposites in medium. Oh my God, I hate her. We definitely had sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, opposites attract. I, yeah, I know, yeah, I know uh-huh. many people who would like take that very clear right, 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 red right. flag and you be like, maybe mm, that's a pretty sexy red flag. Mm, you may be on um, something. Yeah. Um, huh. What's that dexterity game about being like SWAT flicks or whatever? Seal team flicks. Seal team <laughs> flicks. <laughs> I think that would be the worst. Jesus actually. Christ. Any, I think that would be the worst. <laughs> I was going to say any game like just where the setup time, the time yeah. table is longer than the oh, time. For long the setup time. Oh my God. Root. Yeah. And just get there and. Or scythe. Just show me. I was going to say scythe. 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 Yeah. scythe. That was the other one. For an hour. Yeah. No talking. Total God. setup time. Arkham Horror. Well, oh, yeah. Also just two players. I remember yeah, doing cool. two laps at the board game library at yeah. Origins while you set up scythe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's <laughs> painful. It's totally painful. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Um, but I think Seal Team Flex would be the I, worst. I think the worst would be the same reason that first dates fail. Fog of Love. Let them know. Oh. Let them know why you're playing this board game. Yeah. This is a test. Yeah. This is a job interview. Boy, that's that's intimidating. <laughs> it, yeah. It, yeah. Fog yeah. of Love is only a game that you play after you have completely decided your relationship right. with someone. Th- there's no As way in, out. There is no one yeah. and never will be. Yeah. Or, yeah, we're married. Yeah. Like, I would there's also, no in between. But a caveat of any war game or skirmish game, unless you know ahead of time that that person's really into that, like, yeah, don't, don't break out Warhammer 40K. Uh, it, 
But here's the thing. Yeah. If if you if you break out the worm or 40k, it's like, I got you an arm. He's like, oh no, I have my own. She well, goes then, to yeah. the car. She brings out the big uh, <laughs> multi-layered army pass. Right. Like, yeah. Then, then you know you found. Yeah, uh, that's true. It is kind of a shoot the moon strategy. Yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> what if nothing. they bring back forty k stuff yeah, from yeah. the trunk? You're, you're either you're either the only person. I no, but be there, with, or... there's an additional minefield. <laughs> what if they bring out an army that you hate? Like you brought Tau. Oh my god! Uh, and again, I right think now. there's a big portion of the Warhammer forty k and dating community would be like. Stupid fucking sexy towel. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. gonna take you back home and right. have sex with you like right. you deserve. Like I really think there is a level that would be like the oh, greater good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, you're really working on your future crazy ex okay, yeah. with that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, for those of you who are uh, swimming in the dating pool, uh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Maybe? Yeah, the experts have spoken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I was laughing while I wrote this uh, on my phone again in the bathtub this morning. Elderberry bubbles. Elderberry bubbles from Bath and Body Works. Are uh-huh. they um, intoxicating in some way? Or well, it was mostly funny to me because I thought I've not been on a first date since I went on a first date with Brandy in mm-hmm. 2006. And then yeah. I thought, which is roughly the What'd same time Caleb and Sarah got together, right? 2006. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to think, like, so we're both 15 years out of the game, so we should be good. And then I thought, what was Ross and Maddie's first date like? And it was probably playing Payday, like, over a computer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, online, yeah. On yeah. the internet. Yeah, over on the, the internet. internet. Our first on a date computer. in person uh-huh. was me picking her up at the airport. Uh, right. our, our first yeah. date was uh, getting drunk and watching Dexter every Sunday night. If what was yours? you know how date-like it was. Uh, yeah. Well, officially or unofficially? I don't care. Uh, unofficially, it was Brandy's 20th birthday party at the frat house we went to on the Drury campus that night for the party <laughs> on the quad. Oh my god, there was so much wood paneling in that frat house. So much that wood paneling. That place looked like it sold fucking <laughs> ceiling fixtures. <laughs> like, I expected a man to come out and try and yeah. sell me a ceiling fan at yeah. that fucking frat house. Yeah. It was bizarre. It was so bizarre. Uh, to make it official official, uh, we did go to Zio's the next week. Ooh, so, fancy. you know. I imagine that the pledges in that fucking house have to run across it with a rag. Like, when you're, <laughs> when you're like, cleaning, Pine like, uh-huh. um, yeah, Buddhist temples or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it, it was something. Uh, yeah. The first place that I ever went as a college student, which was, like, a what, what I have now learned is, like, functionally a dedicated drinking space. And so cops would just walk around among underage drinkers, knowing what was going on, and their only goal was to make sure they didn't leave that space. And I thought, oh, this is this is real. Uh, and what it, what it is is wealth, is, is what I learned. Yeah, you took yeah. us to a party, and Ben Bailey and I backed into a corner yeah. like yeah. raccoons that yeah. suddenly found themselves inside a museum. Weird. Like yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, and people were like... Do you, Hey, are you lost? Do you yeah. belong here? We were like, no. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're lost. No, we do not belong. Here. The head of security was later fired for taking pictures from that party, also holding a solo cup. So, anyways. <laughs> um, hey, you're welcome. Hope that works, uh, depending on whatever works means for you in this. Uh, with that, we're going to get one more beer closer to 1,000, and we'll be right back. Caleb, what uh, what's that? This is uh, from Perennial Artisan Ales, the Cezanne de Lee. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Yeah, L- that's L-I-S. right. L-I-S. Cezanne de Lee. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Cezanne de Lee, uh, Belgian-style ale brewed with chamomile flowers. Perennial has a, a good record on this show. Perennial has a great record. Chamomile does not. True. It is oh, really? soap. Oh, really? It is soap flavor. Mm, yeah. It's in there with lavender. Yeah. 
It's like in there with a lot of the, the cilantro. Yeah, the danger flowers, coriander. Yeah, risky. Um, uh, so we'll tea based beers in general have been kind of challenging for us off and on. Uh, oh yeah, he seems he seems fine with it. That's how I would describe the the non communicative verbal cues he's giving me. It's not soapy, right? By any means, which love is that. Good. Yeah, um, the chamomile just uh, sort of thicken it up. Um, oh. for a saison, almost. Uh huh. Yeah. Did anybody else hear that? Was yeah, that was I, that a I, weird um, helicopter thing? Predators. Yeah. Predators. Are there predators here, Ross? How would he know? Guess, How guess, would he I know? Guess it's, yeah. It's Is it now. fucking haywire? No. <laughs> the one thousandth beer draws near. Oh my god. <laughs> It's then haywire awake. Ghost in the yeah, machine. The yeah, 1,000 yeah. beer distorts the EM. Wow, field. that's um, fun. So what's the rating there? It's a three. It's a three. Mm. It's, it's okay. Boy, we're really killing it on numbers here for uh, for all the old beer 1,000 episode. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, look, I'm glad we didn't curate hey, it. Hey, we made it to 1,000, Yep, and we're still on the fucking bell curve. That's true. And that, Unbelievable. That, that is important. Un-fucking-believable. Yeah, yeah. I think we're still on the... I don't know. We haven't updated with data uh, like the last 200 beers. We well, maybe will. the spreadsheet sure know broke. what a bell curve is. The spreadsheet yeah. broke. fairly and, familiar with bell curve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the spreadsheet broke, and I am too dumb to fix it. That's so fine. That's yeah. not my fault. Hey, I don't, I, I'm not mad at you at all. Hey, we're into Inervium, and Brownie asks, and boy, am I going to have a, brown, a bone to pick with Brownie here in a little bit, because Brownie was kind enough to send us beer 1000, and just wait until you hear what that <laughs> beer 1000 is. Brownie asks, advertisements slash content that can be improved by adding recognizable music from a different genre. Example, listening to a Tesla motor swap series and the editor used Pornhub music for all his transitions. Mm. I'm going to be the first to admit, I don't know that I know what Pornhub music sounds like. You've heard it. I know what porn music sounds like. No, so Pornhub has a distinctive, like, transition bass line plus little drum fill that's, like, used in a lot of meme stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not realize. It's like a little sting. Ah, all right. Um, Didn't realize there was a Pornhub sting. So this is like, uh, yeah, it's like ad busters. We're going to try and take an ad and improve it by changing the music. But in this, we got to give it the Innervium spin. Because that's why people come yeah. coming back. The, to this oh, was this an Irvium? Uh, yeah. yeah. What, what's going to happen here is we're not just going to give it a spin. We're going to give it a spin that's going to sell, baby. Mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. be closing, uh, or in this case, always be spinning. So the pro- this is perfect for an because we're basically taking an existing ad campaign right. and just cutting new audio over it. Yeah, which is uh, right in our budget. Perfect for where we're at. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you're you're the marketing expert. Where, okay. What do you think? Well. Oh, I thought you were leading up to an answer. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Listen, here's what I've tried to do. I've tried to think about an ad campaign that would appeal to the people in this room, peak consumers, Mm, and also fix what I believe is a systemic issue in advertising. Mm. So we're going to take the ASPCA commercials prominently featuring Sarah McLachlan songs, and we're going to replace it with Vaporwave, maybe some Mallsoft. Okay. And I think that the images of those poor, poor animals yeah. set against Comtrues, for example. Not Vaporwave. Not yeah. Vaporwave. Really? What are no. we calling Comtrues? Uh, glitch? Chillwave? Synth, like Chillwave Synthwave? Yeah, Chillwave. Yeah. Well, I don't like that we used three or four different descriptors to call it not Vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe y'all should think about drawing hard lines in the sand no, moving that's, forward. No, that's actually the... That's been my existential crisis for like the last 30 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is genre? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll set against uh, Ross Insert, the name of Vaporwave thing. 
uh, Macintosh Plus? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Future Funk. Yeah. There you go. Put Literally some fucking, not no, <laughs> But actually, put those dogs up against some Future Funk and then yeah. see how sad people I, are. I yeah. love seeing a sick puppy next to With some Japanese, Japanese, city, you know Japanese city life. Yeah, uh-huh. What's that Kuleshov effect hits? You won't even know. Right. Maybe. Right. St. Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. Late night. Yeah. Just think about it. Think about, actually, here's so, the one. Animal dogs will go down dogs. like 95%, but those 5% people are going to be really cool. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. 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 All so right. that's one thing I think we could do. Okay. Okay. Get rid of, and honestly, I think it might do us a service because it might diminish the last bastion of Sarah McLaughlin culturally. Wow, that okay. might be the end of Sarah McLaughlin in our ecosystem. Long gone. Hey, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if it fits a nervium, but my first thought was take any hollow like woke capitalism advertising campaign. So uh-huh. I think Kylie Jenner and Pepsi we were talking about earlier. Oh yeah, put death grips over it. Ooh, I like that. I just want yelling and the, like bass, inaudible bass. Just a Goldman Sachs is trying to make I a just better her, world. I just want them yelling over yeah. her, giving a cop a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. 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 she gives a cop a Pepsi, yeah. and then there's a bass drop, and someone screams Zulu Sonambulus and destroys a dump set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. I, I like it. Um, so here's the thing: what we have to sell, we have to sell the idea of democracy. That's what we need to sell. Yeah. Um. I'm ready to take on Joe Biden's 2024 presidential campaign, dubbing over all of his speeches with the caretaker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just. Damn. Just, on the nose. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just some. Bonus okay. points. If like, if you use archival footage of him being, you know, like a public figure previously <laughs> that you use one from earlier in the series of six. Oh, the, the progression. The six, like six themselves are progression yeah, of dementia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. All over some like bit crush, yeah, so slow down, like, Glenn yeah, Miller. So, like, caretaker so one. You're, so you're, you're everyone some answer with the GOP. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. No, I got the perfect army recruiting video or uh, ad or the music for it. So uh, army recruiting video um, and the music is going to be every Midwestern emo start, which is like some teen or young 20s person yelling. Are, are you going uh, off the. Yeah. The, the meme t- about the yelling about a bad oh, yeah. breakup. Yeah. To some guitar, yeah, and the ad is just like you got nothing else going for it, right? Me. Yeah, join just the army, the army like, plus every time I die, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. Uh-huh. or yeah, cut it the other way and get that viral video of all of the guys in the army being like, um, oh, my recruiter lied to me, this actually sucks, <laughs> and then set that to Midwest, oh, guitar. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like taking back Sunday, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, are you familiar with the video he's referencing? No. I'll show it to you. Yeah. Oh, okay, you, yeah. it's you, fucking amazing. That is internet that you. Oh, is that the one like. you sent me? Yes. Yes. With okay. A woman yelling into yes. the phone. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 I hope you rot in hell. Just to say a guitar. Yeah. You really got me yeah. thinking about like adding like Denny Villeneuve's Blade Runner sounds to just anything, mm-hmm. like. Uh, like a fucking robot vacuum and just Denny Villeneuve Blade Runner sounds. Yeah. This, this Roomba plays evangelist. Right. As yeah. Were. Yeah. This one gets under your couch. <laughs> like that would be such a good bit. And it's like chasing I, a dog around. Yeah, like, exactly. And I don't have a Roomba yet, but I would fucking buy one. And I think that's market testing is what that is. Alternate. You could use the cyberpunk uh, sting. Like, oh, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> I got the Denny Villeneuve Roomba. It's always coated in dew. Right. <laughs> raining on it. It's leaking. Right. I don't. Yeah. Right. It called me a Benny Jesuit. Why is? Whore? Yeah. Why uh-huh. is there so much glass on it? Uh, yeah. 
Um, Brownie, thanks for the question, and uh, pre-thanks for the beer, but I reserve the right to say no thanks for the uh-huh. beer. Here Thank you for seconds. the beer, Brownie. Uh, yeah. We're going to go get beer 999, and we'll be right back. Producer Ross, mm, I'm so sorry. You're, you're <laughs> drinking a bottle I bought just because it's ugly. Without it is, it, it is um, an ugly bottle. But what is it? I mean, honestly, though, I am glad I could take this for you. Oh uh, that I'm, I'm the one who likes, I, who not likes, but will drink Malort. So like, it's uh, it, it always should have been me. Uh, this is crazy Brewski Imperial Pilsner. It is 15 mm. percent alcohol. <laughs> who makes it, Ross? It is made. Say their name. Uh, it is imported by Aco Importers. Yeah, but where's it made? What's it? What's it called? It's brewed and bottled by Rink. Uh, <laughs> Rinkuskia. Brazi, Lithuania. We sound like such fucking idiots. Hey, uh, it's we are. Made in we Lithuania. bought this beer. By all by of us definition. going, Rinkusai, Rinkusai, <laughs> Rinkusai. Um, they they took Imperial Pilsner from Lithuania and said, "Yes, we can serve it here in South Carolina." Yeah, uh, and and Burke's here, so we actually have a picture of this hideous, hideous. Yeah, we do. It's on Twitter, right. and it probably will make its way on Instagram. Maybe. Later. Oh God, the smell. Is yeah, not good. it's not going to be good. <laughs> oh my God. And this is pre beer one thousand. This is oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God, it's awful! <laughs> ah, ah. Oh, the aftertaste! Oh God, the smell is horrible! Oh, oh my God, the smell is actually terrible! I assume, oh. that's, I assume that's a one. That is definitely a one. You have to drink oh, it. God I'm not it. drinking alone. Um, it's terrible. Um, oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It has a distinct dog piss yeah. to it. <laughs> it's. Oh my God! It's not the only good thing I could say about it. It's Don't pour me the that. aftertaste is <laughs> like I'm going to drink that much of it. Oh it's my not, god! The aftertaste doesn't linger as long as Malort. <laughs> about <laughs> like it's so bad. It is dog piss in a thick carpet. Yeah, a thick car- like it's not coming it, out. It's like the punch key, you in the mouth. The key is not to smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't smell it. Did you try it? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, that dog should drink more water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dog has liver problems. That dog's Ugh. kidneys are not uh, one hundo. Yeah. Oh, it's that is good. that tastes like it looks. Yeah. Um, which is a terrible, terrible. I bottle. didn't know you could make a pilsner this bad. Yeah. Like uh, they did. I, I didn't I know if I made that beer, I would also strike the name for my brewery's walls as right. a sort of penance. <laughs> Like God. people, Lithuania, you're not. Don't punish yourself like this. <laughs> you can I just feel not like drink. I feel like I'm about to get a nosebleed from it. Alternately, like, it's just so bad. If you don't drink this in Lithuania, you're just exporting this. Shame on you! How dare you uh, inflict this on? I mean, honestly, honestly, it's the U.S. If they're right. sending it to us, we probably did something to <laughs> yeah. deserve we it. Did, somebody, we definitely somebody ordered it. Yeah. Uh, good. Good direct action, <laughs> Lithuania. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, I hate that. That's <laughs> monstrous. Um, Good warm up for the next one, though. Caleb, what are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, we're always here to help. 
uh, and Calm Corner, uh, Broa has come to us asking, having moved several states away and started a new job that I kind of hate, I find myself legit looking into starting a board game hobby store and cafe with my new roommates. Uh, we've discussed a couple of killer ideas I'd prefer keeping confidential at the moment, but does Illustrious Mystic Team have any suggestions or business advice for rocking a game store? Um, nope. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> well, one of us kind of knows yeah, what they're doing with business stuff. Yeah. yeah so Ross? I figured I'd, I'd br- yeah, Ross, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. get in there. Um, yeah. Um, I am going to, I'm about to give some bad advice. So I want everyone to feel compelled to say, Oh, I Stop. got lots of bad advice. Great. If we want to get in on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Broa fucking go for it, man. Um, that's my bad advice. And I'm going to say a couple things that follow my bad advice that are going to make it seem like, well, why did you tell me to go for it? Because I, because go for it doesn't mean be ignorant to the realities of starting and owning a business. It means like if it's something you want to do and you're passionate about it and you can find the means to make it work for you, then I think you should go for it. Things you should know. Uh, most businesses don't return a profit for the first three years. Most small businesses fail within the first six to nine months of being open. Uh, you know, B2C stuff is infinitely harder to crack the market on because customers are finicky and sometimes there are pandemics and they can't go to things anymore. Food service or bar service or alcohol service, all that shit is a fucking dice roll and the legalities and parameters and challenges are wild and crazy and there's just no telling what kind of shit you're going to get into. Sometimes you need to ship your keg to a different state so you can ship it back to right, you. That's and exactly right. Serve your beer. That's exactly right. And uh, <laughs> it, and a board game cafe in particular, as we've learned over the last couple of years, or some of us at this table learned, you know, four years ago, for example, you are so at the mercy of so many other levers and pulleys that have to go right before you get your product to be able to sell it, like shipping and production, etc. There are only challenges and barriers and weird things that are outside of your control. But I got to be honest, that's not a reason not to do something because that's true of everything. And so if it's something you want to do and the thing you're doing isn't working and you can make it work, I got to be honest, man, like I fucking support you and go fucking get it. That's my advice at this point. Mm -hmm. Just go fucking try it. And if it waffles, then it waffles. And that's cool. Uh, People fail all the time, fail forward, that kind of bullshit, whatever you read in books. Uh, but I support you. I think it's a good idea. I will be as helpful as I possibly can, which is not very helpful. Um, just fucking put a good plan together. Find some folks who are interested and passionate and frankly have a little capital who can help you. Uh, and fucking stick to the plan. Go fucking there, try it. There's a, there's some market research involved in this, right? Because like, well, sure. oh yeah, totally. Well, because like, like, I, I wouldn't have believed it before I moved down here. But like there are places with like weirdly unstatistically explainable numbers of gamers. Yes. Like, yeah. Like Springfield is a place that has more active <coughs> war gamers, role players. Yes. Things like board per, gamers, table by percentage. Yes. Like if, mm-hmm. if you take it like against like, uh, you know, I'm sure there are more by mass in a major city. Yeah. But I think if you look at the percentage of population that are like engaged in those hobbies, yeah. it is staggeringly lower than right. that of Springfield, which can support what do we got? Like four hobby game stores and at least and yeah. uh we got multiple ones. We got and uh, outlying regions. I yeah, mean, additional stuff in Republic, additional Branson. stuff in Branson. Yeah, yeah. Like um for an area that is not known no. for its no cultural right anything. Right. Um, 
So that would be my caveat. Like, make sure it's something that the market you want to set it totally. up in yeah. supports. Because, like, I know there are places where that would go gangbusters. Right. I don't know if you live there or want to. We're, worth um, checking out for sure. Yeah. Part yeah. of your due diligence. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's incredibly location based. Like, in ter- not just like in terms of city, but like neighborhood and street and position on the street. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you need to like look at what's going on and like um like if you fi- find a place for it. Uh, look at what's going on in like two miles around it and like how many people like those stores kind of get. And in terms of traffic, the, the yeah. number of game stores I've seen just destroyed by parking issues. Exactly. Parking issues. Just not being or, yeah, allowed traffic. to park someplace while you need to play your four hour right. Warhammer game. Yeah. Like the number of places that I had like active gaming communities. Yeah. That had a parking lot zoning thing change, yeah. and it just killed the entire right. business. Is- pa- yeah, pa- part of the problem, especially when you think about finding space to put new businesses, is the more affordable buildings are often the one where there's less going on in those communities or those areas. And the reality is, where the want- other businesses fail. Yeah, you want you, you, you <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're going to spend a lot more than you want to spend on space, so that you can be in a place where people are likely to be, and you want to be in a place where people are likely to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, it, it's a communal social thing. And, um, yeah, uh, I think a market analysis is a great idea. Uh, I think seeing what exists in your community and what your community would bear, uh, is certainly part of the due diligence and the planning phase. I, uh, I mean, I don't know, man, fucking do it or try to do it. See if it's, see if it's worth doing. I would say there are like, you could, if you want positive advice, there are things you could not, you don't have to worry about. Like, I don't think. Noah or or any of it he's he's going into business with is going to like have trouble with like game store community or like keeping shitty people out or or like Mm -hmm. advertising games that are going to be like well it's a big seller that's why we put the big titty whatever lady on the all that kind of stuff that like would be like you need to understand the market you yeah you're not gonna have to deal with you have that covered yeah um, so I, I would at least look on that. Like you guys at least understand gaming. Yeah. Um, and you understand our game safely and well and invitingly. And, um, and that is actually, I think where more people stumble yes. than the location thing. Yes, like, I agree. Cause it's like, what if I do another magic, the gathering yeah, yeah, yeah. and Yu-Gi-Oh expansion pack thing? Yeah. Why are all these assholes here? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if we do more 40 K stuff? Uh, you know, the other thing I would say, Noah, as your, cause, cause the, the tenor of the question is like the lifestyle I'm in is not working for me any longer. And so one of the things that I think is like helpful to think about one of the frameworks that a number of my friends use are like, uh, is it a lifestyle thing or is it a money thing? And if you're trying to make a lot of money running a board game bar, eh, I don't know. Uh, if you're trying to square with a lifestyle that you want to live and you're fine, not making gangbusters money but but getting by financially to do the thing you want to do every day i think it's a great idea i think then go find yourself a lifestyle business and and make it make it rain baby girl yeah go do it uh don't fuck with food until you have to absolutely and there are too many cat cafes do a dog cafe and uh, and and burke like like (laughs) that that is such a prescient observation about food if you could, ju- like, if you can get away selling, like, prepackaged snacks, yeah, like, bags like of a cooler, chips, 20 yes, and, like, yeah, a, yeah. do not fucking, the moment you introduce a kitchen. Because you said board game and cafe. Right, so yeah. So, like, don't fuck with The moment food. you introduce a kitchen, shit gets fucked up in yeah. terms of regulation, standards, codes, money, costs. I, I know a lot of really successful board game cafes that just offered, like, prepackaged chips. Or have, like, yep. and, and cans. And yep. And, like, yep. 
and that's okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that is absolutely fine yeah. because we didn't go there. We yeah. went there because you had big tables. There, there we, is a. It's right. cool that you have some food, right? But we weren't like looking right. for brie yeah. or anything like y- that. Yes, yeah. I will eat a bag of Fritos while I play this game, <laughs> and I'm fine to pay you two dollars for it. Yeah, we exactly. we uh, um we talk a lot about best of luck. Best of luck is owned by a guy who has smartly opened, uh, I think, six bars. Now he's about to open a seventh and eighth. One of the things that he's done most wisely, he doesn't run his own kitchens. If people want to sell food there, he rents a kitchen to them. Mm-hmm. He takes none of it. Or he just doesn't sell food in his places because it's a fucking minefield. Oh, Board- so somebody else like, sorry, so somebody else runs the kitchen at, at Best of Luck? The, that's the only one. That's the only one, sorry. That okay. he, yeah, out of his six, that's the only one that he technically owns. Because oh, the kitchen's pretty good. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And But he owns it because mm-hmm. he found a chef in Kansas City that he really liked. Okay. And convinced him to move here. Yeah, and that guy was like, "I'm just going to do this stuff," and he was like, "I don't want you to do more than mm-hmm. that because the more we have to add ingredients or space, yep. we're fucked." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think you know, board game cafes—you should do it, but it's probably a little risky. It's like a little bit of a niche thing, absolutely. And restaurants are just a, a minefield because if if you have no experience running, and maybe cat and cat, like maybe your roommates do, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know, but if you don't, then like managing food inventory yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. is just—it's a—that's why restaurants just go out of business because people yeah. just start them and they don't understand like food cost how to yeah. price and like and inventory food in a profitable way. Yeah. And sometimes Nick Cage comes in and he just like tells you how why like your soul is you are for opening sometimes. a business. Yeah. Yeah. You like, gave up on your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should do the board game cafe if it means that Nick Cage won't have to visit you and give you a speech about how you wasted your life. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. As a, as a ward, a Nick Cage ward. <laughs> definitely I, I, do it. I didn't know you were talking about pig for a second. I thought <laughs> yeah. you were talking about him getting drunk at like the Bellagio <laughs> and yelling at a No, waitress. no, I was doing pig. Like, like he did that. I, I mean, thought he, he was just have. drunk. Yeah. Like, oh no, he definitely got thrown out of a casino for being drunk yeah. at like nine a.m. Yeah. Uh, and it was live on Instagram. And among it was great. us, uh huh. Yes. But I didn't remember him giving a stirring speech to the waitress. He was yelling at it. He's being thrown out. <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, go get it. Uh, and if you need help or want to bounce ideas off or anything, call me. DM me. Slide into my DMs. We're gonna go get beer one thousand. And I, knowing what beer one thousand is. I have far too much excitement in my voice. So we'll be back. <laughs> Spencer. What, what are we drinking? I don't know. What are we drinking indeed? What this is our we? thousandth beer. It's very special. Spencer is actually over uh, on my kitchen table to... Because in case he was afraid it might pop and explode. Because Do you need help? Uh, oh, no, I'm just I'm just scared to get in it. He's just scared uh, to get Brownie in. Brownie Express sent this to us. Yeah. Ooh, uh, is it is it tactical nuclear penguin? Tactical nuclear penguin. 32%. Tactical nuclear penguin. Thirty two percent. Thirty two. So not a beer. It's distilled from grain I'm spirits. Not comfortable yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So like, we didn't want to like. We didn't want to uh, 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 do it in front, on like adjacent to my computer because you know <laughs> we kind of needed to record the podcast. I don't. I didn't. Yeah, I know, and I'm worried that maybe travel. Okay, made it more in there, and yeah. now we're gonna need to just cut its. Neck I mean, off. Was, <laughs> you'll find out how many this times it was frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Burke is over here fussing trying to get yeah, this like a rubbery play. cork. I think we're gonna have to restart this. Segment. No, this is great. Oh, no. Versimilitude. We're not right? getting right. rid of this part. Right, that's right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what the fans want. While no, no, Burke no. tries to open beer one thousand called Tactical Nuclear Penguin thirty two percent. There's a there's a pair of going to the bear. Going to the bear. The yeah, yeah. we have a corkscrew. <laughs> we can't. He's using a corkscrew. 
I mean, it's Cork, right? Oh. We've done this before yeah, yeah. 999 other times. How it, else were you supposed to get it open other than the Cork? Oh, did you hear that on the microphone? Oh, wow. God, that sounded good. We're all going to drink this Very little bit. Very little bit. Very, 32%. You didn't 32%. expect it to look like death wine at 32%? It definitely looks like Klingon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! The scent Ooh, on that's that. a lot. It, yeah, it is, is a lot, Ross. It <laughs> is red wine <laughs> and piss, is what it is. I'm afraid. Oh, fuck. Oh, who, who wow. made this? I don't know. It's literally Satan. St- yeah. Well, well, someone has to it read the bottle. Stung my nose. It is. Gr- it is gone. Whatever it is. Violent grapes Would is you like what. You to read it. Or yes. Read it? Oh, well, get, get oh, in front of the well, mic. Yeah. Are you going to read the bit? Yeah, I know how mics work, okay. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> the man has a podcast, yeah. Night Clerk Radio. Yeah. Do you want to do it? Yeah, I'll read it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So this is Tactical Nuclear Penguin. Uh, Jesus. Spirit distilled from grain for the dedicated product of Scotland. Okay. I Thanks, don't know Scott. that I read the flavor that. text. Yeah, the flavor text. I apologize for the length, but not for the arrogance of this flavor text. <laughs> the Antarctic name of this Uber Imperial product originates from the amount of time it spent exposed to extreme cold. This bottle's contents were initially double barrel aged for 14 months, maturing in the deep, rich oak of Scottish whiskey casks. After this epic maturation, the liquid was then frozen, then frozen again, then frozen again. (laughs) This is an extremely strong beverage. It should be enjoyed in small servings and with an air of aristocratic nonchalance. In exactly the same manner that you would enjoy a fine whiskey, a Frank Zappa album, or a visit from a friendly yet anxious ghost. I present to you Tactical Nuclear Penguin. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers to a thousand beers. This is going to be horrible. We're going to throw this right up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, God. I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, oh. fuck everything. Oh, God. <laughs> Once again, I'm saved by the anhedonia. Fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, but I don't feel it, and it's great. Oh, uh, uh, it's not. It it's burns a little. Bad. Yeah. It's it, bad. Um, Honestly, I feel Crazy Brewski was worse. Oh, no. sure. Yeah. No. Really? Okay. Cra- crazy Brewski was worse. Because here's the thing. No uh, matter how bad this actually is, I have to pretend <laughs> to drink it with an air of aristocratic nonchalance. nonchalance. That's, true. that's Which, how that's the way to do it. Brew whatever you want, but demand people that drink it mm-hmm. assume a carrot. There's really nothing more aristocratic than consuming <laughs> absolute piss and having no idea because you just <laughs> don't have any like taste. That's very in character. That's a good point. Yeah. We need some faux gras for it. It has a distinct caramelized urine taste to it. What piss metaphors in our beer taste? Because <laughs> it's all piss. It's all piss it's to like, me. We're at Versailles yeah. pissing in the stairwell. I think it's, I think yeah. it's the I think cr- you're just urine around. I think it's the crystals. Uh, the crystals that form in your mouth after yeah. drinking it. Uh, <laughs> alcohol. Um, mm. Ah. It it has a it has a real uh has a real coating effect yeah. to it. La polyurethane. It's like they took the penguin and expressed its anal glands <laughs> <laughs> into a bottle. It um, Oh god. My favorite part is how the penguins have anal glands. I'm sorry if they don't. No, I feel they, like they do. Yeah. Uh, well we'll know in the comments very soon. Yeah, yeah somebody um, let someone me know. here has a penguin. And it, my favorite part is how the amount of alcohol makes it to where the flavor, which is not good will assuredly rest in your nose for yeah. minutes, the rest of time, nigh hours, yeah. as it just yeah. radiates upwards as the alcohol content, which is 
Higher than should be allowed at a room temperature. Sure. <laughs> Just sublimes directly into your nasal passages. Yeah. It is meaningful for me. Do you and want to I, pour and, an orange LaCroix in it? Huh? We're, out all, we're out of orange LaCroix. I poured mm, it, I it in all the mezcal. I, I don't know. This also seems like it was probably very expensive. I'm sure it was. Um, and so it's definitely a one for that disconnect. Oh, 100% a one. <laughs> Money and Hard value. one. All of you trolls on Twitter, Ross, it. you got one. I mean, they did it. They yeah. did it. Democracy yeah. wins again. Democracy. <laughs> uh, I, I will give uh, Brownie uh, uh, an absolute shout out for this. I... This is a memorable beer, and not just because it was 1,000, <laughs> because it's 32% and <laughs> oh. tastes like caramelized urine. My yeah. nose? Yeah. I feel like I just like ate, I ate a raw green brain. Yeah. Like, yeah. my nose. Yeah. My nose has, like, retronasal. I just munched down yeah, on I feel a green bean in a pot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but it's got a green bean aftertaste. Oh, you know what the problem might be? Uh, it's best before 220920. <laughs> So wait um, no yeah. no that's wait so what year how 20, is that is that year oh I'm guessing it's 20. I'm guessing it's day, day month year day month year probably yeah, okay because yeah. it so, could be something weird like year month day right no it could be yeah I don't think it is probably not no I don't I don't are think this you, was ever best are you saying someone <laughs> dared to send us expired beer that's never happened before well <laughs> only a year apparently. at 32 percent alcohol it's technically never expired i think that's the nature of that amount yeah. of alcohol it's like right. ketchup it can't go right. bad yeah. uh yeah there's no microbiology allowed <laughs> you know my favorite thing about it uh is the idea that it'll be gone soon is that like either i'll consume it or after this segment i will pour it down ross's poor drain oh i shan't i shan't be consuming it and uh ross's drain shall burn through you know um, i think yeah. were we recording this on a friday night uh i might finish it uh you know because what what are saturdays for hey, friday fighting. fridays are for fucking and fireball established <laughs> on a previous episode <laughs> fridays, <laughs> fridays are for this fuck is right. fucking my taste guys. yeah so, and sa- saturdays for hangovers yeah. uh Berg, uh, Berg, by the way tomorrow's gonna be a big day uh yeah. i don't know tomorrow's friday <laughs> tomorrow's friday Hope you oh, no, i'm sharing a hotel room with ross <laughs> yeah, 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 no. yeah. well <laughs> He was very clear on what his agenda was. Hope you're ready to live up to it, Peyton. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm a fraud. Fridays are for frauds. <laughs> ah, the lock, you know, air. So is this the thing we just talked about? Is that the segment? We just I couldn't about? think of anything okay. that would. I, I, I have called the segment absolutely drunk enough because if you've had a thousand beers. <sighs> You know what it's saying? I took a third more. sip. This is my third sip. You, oh my God. And you know, I just took my third sip, and yeah. my third sip had a distinct, like, uh, too much soy sauce quality. Uh, that's was, called umami. I was, I'm getting, yeah, I'm yeah. getting like a yeah. burnt coffee. Like, uh, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, if a lot you, of astringent. If you were yeah, a true yeah, yeah. aristocrat, you, you wouldn't care about well, that amount of soy sauce. Yeah, nonchalant. Soy sauce means nothing to you. You're, you're too. It's, aristocratic is that also the worst flavor text we've ever seen and we've seen some bad it's flavor up text there. yeah it is up there with bad aristic aristocratic nonchalance. nonchalance yeah is pretty amazing uh i i also like the use of like uh we froze it and we like froze it again speech repetition yeah on your bottle like yeah. taking column inches on a fucking bottle then frozen to, again. and frozen yeah and frozen then frozen <laughs> driving it home frozen. yeah they really have to emphasize how, how many fucking times they froze this fucking thing uh also i like the idea of like did you know freezing things makes them taste better yeah uh, for beer i also like the idea there's like yeah we got it really cold and then we got it warm again and then we got it really cold you know think beer likes mm-hmm. getting it's really not cold. Beer, though. temperature yeah, change yeah, yeah. yeah temperature change radical temperature change over and over again <laughs> i don't 
that's the first time I've ever seen something on a. Is that true? Uh, that I've seen something on a beer label and I panicked. Uh, <laughs> what what uh, specifically triggered the panic? Thirty-two percent. The first off color we had. Yes. The Uzu. Yes. Did have poems yes. on it. Correct. And it did demand you drink it with poems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop trying it. No. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a masochist, yeah. You no. just did a sort of fit. Yeah. I had a, yeah, your body like rejected a, like a the notion. Shiver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like shivering. I couldn't, my body didn't know what to do with it. It gave you convulsions. <laughs> yeah. Just like, ah. Yeah. I mean, like we all, a spider crawls it's on not my good, throat. right? Yeah. Like you, you seem to be you're you were better with it than the rest of us. But it's it's very good. bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just matter of it is very bad. I, I could wa- I could watch Ross try and get away from like the sides of his esophagus. <laughs> it was touching. Like yeah. he's trying to maneuver yeah. away yeah. from the liquid going down the core, Trick it down his throat without his touching anything. No, <laughs> I mean I'm the guy who's like, yeah, no, let's do shots of Malort. Like this is, uh, yeah. I, oh, I, Malort would be a gift right now. Yeah, Malort's over. Yeah, <laughs> Malort. Like, you do a shot and then it's done. <laughs> Malort's over. I've seen such things. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I, in theory, I think I probably should have something more philosophical to say about this moment. But hey, we've actually had some pretty. We deep. we. Hey, what's your favorite Frank Zappa album? Yeah. <laughs> We definitely did the podcast true because if there could be a more authentic experience, it's not a one. We did democracy true, sixty four percent. Listen to the people. There, there's no electoral college in the mix sense. We actually count votes, um, uh, and uh, it is something I'm going to remember as being uniquely terrible. Which yeah. is not every one. No, there's like there than- there are ones I don't remember. I've forgotten which, many of them. Which there could be. Yeah. Perhaps there is no sadder state How many than being a memorable beers have you had on them? Like just a round number, like ballpark. L- less than ten. Less than ten. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say ten to twenty. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I would put it. 10 to I 20. you can't you can't put me. I I have you have a Rain Man. I have beer yeah. warg site. Like yeah. I'm just like I don't fucking know. And then you'll show me the can or like I'll hear the name. I'm like, oh no, we had that at this specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2018. So as my eyes roll back in my head and go white, <laughs> yeah. But even that, you have to have some that truly stand out. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely do. Well, th- that's the thing. Like I. I know when it's in reference to the show. Yeah. But it's completely subitized. I don't know how I know. <laughs> I don't know the steps I got there. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, this is up there with Champagne Velvet. <laughs> this is in there with uh, Postmodern Classique. Right. It's got that spicy pickle. Clo- spicy pickle. Yeah, but let me, let me, let me, um, let me, let me add a layer. It's here. not as bad as. It's not as bad as Burning Roof Metery, which uh, correct yeah. made me want to die. Yeah, correct. Um, I mean, it wasn't even as bad as the one Ross had. This Newport Storm. <laughs> Newport <laughs> Storm. Oh, or the seven. new Brewski. Although, I mean, uh, it's worse than it's worse than new Brewski. Let me take a fifth sip. Uh, well, that is true. Ross got five sips into this, yeah. and only two into yeah. the Lithuanian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is worse than new Brewski. Yeah. Right. It's uh, like of the video where a dad just uh, feeds his baby jalapenos yeah, over. Yeah, over. yeah. Uh, l- let me introduce a wrinkle about this. Maybe beer. the the high alcohol content is like alluring. Yeah, killing that, you. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the beers you listed, which are all memorably bad ones. Dog shit. Yeah. Uh, champagne velvet. Like I don't think champagne velvet was trying to be that. No. Like, oh I, no, no. This is trying to be this. Oh, yeah. and, and in that way, I kind of respect. I it. do too. It knows it. <laughs> it put it on the bottle 
when they when they invented the phrase aristocratic nonchalance. I, I will say that there was mm. part of the packaging in opening the because uh, Bernie was very concerned after I got the right. cardboard sack of what right. exploded beers. Uh, he he very carefully packed this, uh, even though the first one was by no means his fault. It's the U.S. Postal Service, man. It's amazing we get it letters. Um, it had a sort of brown paper wrapping around it mm. that had a penguin embossed on it. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I now, got cheated. Also, in the... I don't want to say in its defense, because I don't want to defend it. No, it's <laughs> uh, in, indefensible. The, don't do that. The bottle does specify to drink very small amounts at a time. Which and technically... It does come with like a resealing f- cap. It does, but which, split among the four of us, I would say we are drinking a small No, amount. I think they really mean like little... Tasters. Aquavit, like oh, style yeah, yeah. sips. Well, boy, yeah, because you just want it for the amazing flavor. <laughs> it does actually so aquavit is actually a good point of comparison oh, in yeah. terms of how uh astringent menthol-y uh nasally it it attacked me yeah, it's rye too like yeah yeah, rye, yeah. yeah. It's north I, atlantic kind of vibe, there's a though. hint of good beer in there is the is the interesting thing to me and i think it's why i keep going back there's a hint of hyper barrel aged stout in there yeah just yeah. a hint. Drowned out with rubbing alcohol. Drowned out with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> but you got somewhere in there was like an old Rasputin or mm-hmm. like somewhere in there was a beer that I think I liked yeah. uh, and layered on top of it in heaps and bounds is rubbing alcohol and violence grapes. I mean, just so much. You can uh, almost tell what it was supposed to be before the violence and poison was added. To yeah, it. totally. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, <sighs> this is memorable. Well, I, I know I uh, am too landed. To care about a beer this we, uh, small, I'm going to be nonchalant and provincial. Uh, I I shall uh, go fox hunting. Darlington, uh, on my lands. We'll throw this into the bush, and when they come out, we'll <laughs> blast. Darlington, <laughs> fetch the ne- next beverage. Yes. <laughs> Well, Burke, take a deep breath before you tell me what you're drinking. Yeah, also, this is a new era. I mean, we've kind of reset. Now it's 1001. Yeah. So you're the first of a generation. I get the first post-1000 palindrome. Yeah, yeah. you do. You do. There you go. Right. So It's like a fairy tale. I hope, like honestly, I hope you honor it and cherish it. Well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, Got to work on my VO2 max to read this, but, you know, it's fine. I am drinking a Prairie Artisan Ales Sunday service. It is a hot fudge Sunday-inspired bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout with fudge, chocolate, vanilla, sprinkles, peanuts, Uh, and cherries. uh, Okay, bless you, Ross. That's a lot of stuff. (laughs) Can't believe you sneezed during my beer Come on, Ross. It's 1001. I turned my mic down. We're resetting back to the unprofessional era five years ago. Here we go. Got it. We have to do this all over again. I like. I like the no, idea that we, we left the unprofessional. Area. No, I'm sorry, Russ. So this, uh, before I try it, this is a beer that um, the description promises too much because it's trying to list all the components of its inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just say it's a hot fudge Sunday beer. Imperial style. They right. have to list all the shit that's. You're gonna in a taste hot. maximum two of those. Yeah, flavors. it's gonna be chocolatey. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Now. Prairie I does mean, do big good stouts. They they're really good at stouts. Yeah. Yeah. The bomb series is is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I like that, but it is basically chocolate and cherries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how you would taste a sprinkle in a beer. Right? Yes, yeah, like, it'd, it'd just be sweetness. sugar. Yeah. I, I would say this is a four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Which in that it tastes like I, I don't know. You know, it's I don't been, have a glass. Well, my glass is kind of just cutie. Oh, and yeah. this this smells appetizing, unlike that other thing. 
Yeah. What it is, is your it? standard but heavy rich I want to be clear. Beast. This is the thing that smells like it's at the bottom of the other thing. Yeah, underneath all the paint mm-hmm. that they dumped on top. <laughs> um, yeah, chocolate and cherries. That's right. Yep. And honestly, a little too much of either. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. um, yeah, that's a four. Yeah, it lacks a little balance to make it a five. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think if, it were, if they pulled yeah, back a little bit, sweet, it'd be yeah. a five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it needs a little something. You know what it reminds me of? It's like the kind of beer you'd have like one of. Yeah, night. yeah, like, it really needs like not, really. Ca- it, I think if you have a big stout that promises a lot of flavors, it yeah. has to really capture them. So like that What's Manhattan the cherry. That's what I was getting ready to say. The Manhattan cherry eclipse. That's what I was getting yeah. ready to say. That, everything that's on the that bottle. Eclipse fifty fifty brewing that you brought. Uh, that Manhattan cherry. Oh, yeah. It actually had all that flavor. Yep. And it was crazy because, like, I'd never tasted anything that listed that much stuff. And you could go, oh, there's that and there's that and there. And that doesn't. Yeah, there's no right. peanuts. No. There's no, yeah. No, it's sugar. What, uh, what, yeah. What's the alcohol on that? Probably 11. Yeah. I would think. Uh, most of the Prairie Big Boys are like 11, 12. I don't go under 30 anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a third. Remember when yeah. we had the uh, Hawk Moth Brewings, like, 18 and we 14.9. Dang. Fuck that. Yeah. We had Hawk Moth. It was like eighteen, and we were like, "Oh my god!" I'll 18? finish this for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I could not believe how good Hawk Moth was at eighteen. Uh, yeah, and I absolutely believed how bad Tactical yeah. Nuke your penguin at thirty-two. Was at 32. Oh, so bad. Oh god. <laughs> Hawk Moth was a delicious beer that was eighteen percent. Tactical Nuclear Penguin was a war crime, and it was thirty-two percent alcohol. And I don't know which came first: the choice to be a war crime or the it was choice a to WMD. Be yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, it was real bad. Caleb, what are we talking about? Uh, in Mix Six Mock Draft, your number one vote getter. Uh, Q suggests Mixes Mock Draft with the 1,000th beer. It's time to launch the podcast network. Draft a stable of shows to expand the Mix 6 podcast network. What's the thing experience they consume six times each episode? Uh, What are the perennial opening and closing segments? Uh, And who will host? Are there any limitations or you're still, you still uh, to be clear, he's still drinking I the am. thing he should not drink. Yeah. I am so dedicated. I admire are, Spencer's tenacity. You are now the lost penguin Herzog's yeah. talking over as you walk across <laughs> the, you walk the wrong way across the Antarctic shelf. He's going yeah. into the interior. Yeah. It's there is t- no hope for this yeah. penguin. <laughs> The scientists have told us not to interfere with it. Oh god, it I just keep do. hoping it it isn't that. Oh, okay, you get the shivers too. Yeah, it produces it's the only a visceral response. biological response in me. I, yeah, I mean, I don't have like a outward strong expression, but the third sip, I just spit back into the cup. Right, yeah. <laughs> like it didn't make it past the tongue. Like it, your yeah. body just has ways of shutting that down. Yeah, I just yeah. it just shut that down as yeah. a legitimate one thousand feet. Todd, oh yeah, by the way, congrats on Todd Aiken for finally dying. Yay! Yay! He's dead. He is. Yeah. Anyway. Oh boy. Oh man. So, hey, I wish we, we were some, doing a bit. I wish um, we had some more liberals in the podcast <laughs> listening group who could make me feel bad for dancing on Todd Aiken's grade. Oh, they're out there. Uh, I know. They're going to try. It's going to be very funny. Okay, so the are there any limitations on who we pick? Oh, no, we? absolutely not. They okay. have to be a real person because it's a fake podcast network. That's okay. the basic. But rule. the bit is but the, the work there'll be a host. There will be a trying of six Should things. I go first? Yeah. Just to yeah, provide yeah, yeah. a, yeah, a yeah, model yeah. text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, show name, yeah. Mixed Perforations. Ooh. Uh, it's a Types of Piercing review podcast. Wow. Oh, God. Uh, you can never repeat the same type of piercing twice. Uh, well, it feels gotta, like it's got a limited run, man. No, no, you're not at all. Uh, it's going to get better and longer it goes on. Um, Have you seen Molly's ears? Yeah. No, you haven't. No. The host is Chuck Grassley. Now, he's 90 and a yeah. GOP senator. Yeah. 
But I'm going to be very excited at, with every episode as we run out of parts of Chuck Grassley to, to basically hole punch and we have to find more. Um, and I, I mean, I'm going to be there for the first episode. Yeah. I'm going to be there with bells on for the second episode. Yeah. By the third, I'm going to be commenting like, when does he get the ladder? What What is happening to Jeff? And uh, I think the uh, opening segment is going to be, I blame Antifa for this. And the ending segment is going to be, please stop. Um, and you we, will, we will not because he is on a contract. Uh, so, yeah. Airtight. That's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure I understood the rules. My bad. My my decisions are impure. Yeah, but I my, to make my sure goal is to slowly hole punch a GOP senator to death. Yeah. That's uh, my contribution to the podcast network. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's called The Mixed 6%. It's hosted by Caleb Stokes. Okay. Caleb uh, spends each episode reviewing the debit card and or credit card statements of people in the top 6% of all wealth. <laughs> the opening segment is, I actually want that, uh, where he finds something on one of those statements that he actually wants and talks to that person. Maybe it's a six-segment descent. Yeah. Into yep. like I so, actually want that. Yeah. Thing two is like, uh, okay. Thing three is like, but well, thing two is treat yourself. Okay, yeah. It's a bit extravagant. Sure, but you deserve it. But okay, fine. <laughs> uh, three is right. it's just the sound. Right. There's no words. Yeah. It's just we're getting the yeah. Four is come on now. Yeah. Right. Five is guillotine. Yeah. And uh, six yeah. is. I had six as guillotine. Oh, six is guillotine? Yeah. Oh, where do we go after six? Five, five was like billionaires should be illegal. And it's you just <laughs> okay. like ranting at them. All right. In, in like, six is guillotine. Yeah. Then. And yeah. six would be guillotine. And in uh, the opening segment, you find a thing that actually sounds interesting. You're like, well, look, if I, were, if I had money, I'd do that. And six is here's the thing you've done that makes me think that you shouldn't be around anymore. Man, this could actually work. Yeah. Because like normally haircut up at a one. Right. You get one every day yeah. and it costs $55. Right. You're, you're dropping down to the Mitt Romney levels. Yeah. You're in, you're the five, four, five, six range. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But have you seen billionaires haircuts? <laughs> right. That's <laughs> like, true. Do you, have you seen That's 90s true. era Bill Gates? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, the, I don't know what I'm supposed to take. From right. They're not good. They're, They're not, not good, good haircuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's called the mixed six percent, uh, and you know I think that there are probably some legal issues with getting access to those statements. And and if I'm being totally honest, I'm not sure that anybody in that bracket actually would want to come on the show and do that. But I might, I, be, I might be dating the pull episode them from of the it. Pandora Papers. Oh yeah, yeah, I might be dating the episode of it. But if cybercrime gets any better, right? Yeah. We Doesn't have matter. content for years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. How dare you date an episode on? This yeah, I could uh, just uh, I could just do the receipts of Critical Role off Twitch. Right. And yeah, I was, I was. cover a whole season of episode. <laughs> Why do you need a Faberge egg to play D and D? All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, if I have one more four, per- I guess. If I have one more person <laughs> ask me if I listen to Critical Role, uh, ouch! I'm just going to start wearing a T-shirt that says "I do not listen to Critical Role." Just, just when I go, That's out. I don't know. My "I don't listen to Critical Role" T-shirt is generating a lot of questions <laughs> answered by the "I don't listen to Critical Role" T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be true. Uh, Ross Burke. You playing? Mm. Okay, I have. I'm almost there. I'm not quite done. Uh, but okay, so the show is going to be called the Mix Six Yelp Review Reviews. 
Oh yeah. And so the like con- Amazon reviews. Right. Well, yeah. okay. So here's the, here's the the basic concept. Um, I know two of the co-hosts, but I, I don't know if there should be like a uh, like a permanent guest spot and a different guest every time, Ooh. or if it, there should be a third permanent co-host. Right. So I'm, I, so I'm, th- I'm leaning towards the guest. So like the two permanent co-hosts would be John Waters and Tom Waits, mm-hmm. and they go to mm-hmm. dive bars. Name, and, name a more iconic duo. Right. Yeah. They go to dive uh, bars and, <laughs> and restaurants, like you know, like right. holes in the walls. Yeah. And first, they look at the Yelp reviews of sure. the place. Then they go. Is the there. goal to find bad, bad reviews? No. Are they accurate? Oh. And so the whole thing is them going to wow. dive bars and restaurants, reviewing the reviews, and then of course they're in dive bars and restaurants. So, they, so they're going to start talking about other times they're bitten in dive bars and restaurants. Right. And who would have better stories about dive bars right. and restaurants S- than and uh, holding the wall? Statistically, right. that's an interesting show. Yeah. Because their curves are utterly reversed. Like, yeah. Weights is right. going to be hard yeah. on the working man dive bar aesthetic. Right. He's, he's but he's going to drop off very high on the high end. Yeah. Waters. That's a valley. Yeah. yeah. It is either yeah. the worst thing he's ever seen and he fucking adores it. Or it's like bone China, right. <laughs> like fancy wine. Yeah. Like, uh, I like this yeah. idea logistically because. If we can secure this Ross Payton bachelor party deal, we're angling. Yeah, we could start Synergy. one half of this podcast vertical integration on your bachelor party with John Waters in yeah. an illegal yeah. Japanese escape room. That's exactly right. Yeah. Now the question is, can they review illegal Japanese escape rooms? Because if, if so, we've got episode Yelp one reviews, planned. If there are Yelp reviews right. of it, it's we fair need game. we need to get some Yelp reviews up. I, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I, I think I would watch John Waters and Tom Waits do anything together. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Escape rooms. Yelp reviews. Just... Yeah. Well, that's why I want to have a guest to th- throw it in there, so you could have like anyone you want. Like, I would love to see an episode like Lady Gaga. Uh, I, I would love to see them go to some crazy ass, you know, clown bar or whatever. Because mm. you know, there's a clown I, bar I don't, somewhere. I don't want famous guests. I want random people. I want you to be chosen by laundry. Like, okay, lottery to go. That's party good. That's a good idea too. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So that'll uh, make a star right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> or or hot take. I want them to only bring people whose. Oh, pub, pub, famous people whose public persona is decidedly of like I only want them to bring people like Larry the Cable Guy to expose no, no, no. that <laughs> insanity. No, 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 yeah. no. Okay, so they're both old media people, so they all have to bring someone. The guest is always going to be some new media people, like a middleless person who's kind of famous in one area. So like fucking like just Badlands, Twitch, just Twitch streamers. Yeah, no, like <laughs> YouTube, like a YouTuber who's only known for chugging liquids really fast. Mm. Uh, uh, Badlands chugs or like a competitive eater, or just like you know someone with a weird shtick and to to bounce off of these two people who between them seen and done all human existence, all all of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, John Waters would make the best film ever yeah. about Badlands chugs, and uh, Tom Waits would write the saddest song ever about a man who drinks and drinks and is never full. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it would be great. I'm drinking and drinking. Also, also you never run out of Yelp reviews. Buddy cop com- comedy. Yeah. Oh, totally. As an yeah, expansion, yeah. Totally. I would watch Waters and Waits solve yeah. crimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you getting in on this? Yeah, I don't have any clever names, but I guess mm. if there's there's two things you either need in the podcast network. Yeah. You need the uninspired ripoff. So I just do a podcast. It's called like Case of Beer. Yeah. And they just review beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like more realistically, I want to do something where you have to watch six YouTube videos with me. I'm in. Oh, wait. Oh, do you get to pick no. the videos? Yes. Something uh, we I'm can out. actually yeah. do. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. 
Uh-huh. All right, uh, listeners. Come on, you are missing. Please Ow. comment and make us do one thing. <laughs> My YouTube recs are lit. As I the like that Ross say. said hey, that generically hey. as if this wasn't the thing you wanted people to do. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's up? Pro tip. Not a YouTube addict. Definitely a gambling addict. Make it part of a game and hustle it like Zadoichi. 100%. He will watch a six-hour YouTube video. 100%. <laughs> no, no, they're not six hours. Most of them are fairly short. They're just yeah. weird. I do like Tim Rogers. I don't know if you've heard I know, but that's I've the thing. Him. You could fund an episode, just do a pot, and be like, yeah, you got to watch four YouTube videos, and they'll bet something. He will go in. I will. Yeah. I will. Fantasy Honestly, YouTube, just make it like fantasy. You know, the, I think probably I want to see Spencer like look at elevator reviews. Remember that? Just yeah, elevator reviews is a good channel. Real, he just went into really sketchy looking elevators in different. Yeah, like in Europe. the Eastern European. Oh my American god, no. just why would you do that? Elevators. <laughs> no, he, he just because really it exists. Takes yeah. the stairs, man. No. no, you watch it because it's there. Mm, no, there's like a hole in the floor. Like a small one, yeah. but it's there. No, I mean we can make any people. hole is a bad a bad <laughs> elevator hole. Watch Molly eat a burrito in two minutes. I watched Molly chug uh, oil. Oil, yeah, the oil anointing. That's yeah. how I ended uh, Zack Snyder's four hour epic. <laughs> yeah, by watching a woman chug two gallons of oil. Honestly, yeah. it was the best part of my four and a half hours. Yeah, it's night. up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, all about <sighs> we're Joey. gonna get we're yeah. gonna get beer one thousand and two. Uh, I'm probably not gonna do a YouTube video. Listeners, podcast make us do that with Burke. And uh, we'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? By my math, this is beer 1002. This is from Flying Dog Brewery. This is Cream Team, a cookies and cream. (laughs) That is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. It's awful. Uh, no, that's a perfect way to end this episode. Uh, Brownie also sent this to me. We know that because he put on the bottle a sticky that says Brownie. And good for mm-hmm. him. Yep. Uh, this is one of the survivors of the wet cardboard sack full of broken alcohol I got. Um, that I, I saved this from the glass and uh, stickiness. So Through the fires and flames. So yeah, this is welcome. a 9.5% flavored stout. Now, listen. <laughs> flavored? <laughs> It's got it's ominous. We put flavor in this one. It's uh it's got some flavor text. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Tiptoe to the fridge. Avoid the creaky floorboard. Slowly opening the fridge. Wait a minute. You're a goddamn adult and you can have cookies anytime you want. Why would they be in the fridge? Inspired by the best dessert combo ever created, Cookies and Cream Flavored Stout was born from a love of the last swig of milk after you've dipped two, three, four, okay, five cookies in it. So drink up. Calories don't count up for midnight. Relevant time to remind everyone that you shouldn't dip cookies in milk. I do not believe that is a reasonable practice. So anyways, I'm going to try the cookies. What's it called? Cream team. Jesus. You don't dip cookies in milk. No, it's disgusting. Why not? the cookie in the milk. (sighs) What? Yeah, it's gross. What? No. What? Are you, what? Do you dip cookies in milk? I mean, occasionally. It's gross. Not often. Yeah, because it's horrible. No, it's good. Yeah. Have you ever thought about it's bad? No. We we he he's drinking the cream team. There's no punishment we can come up. <laughs> worse than that. Yeah. Cream team. <laughs> cream team. Did you get your tongue creamed, boy? <laughs> I can't even say it. Boy. <laughs> Boy, it's Cody. Um, 
Cody. Well, I would expect nothing less. The of person the, coated from the cream team. No, like it coat it coats things. Coats coated. Um, Coty. Coating. It, it's Cody. It's a Cody. It, it's a, It's more of a thicker. Green Something thing. that coats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll do that. You know, for what it's worth, ugh, um, everything's ruined after <laughs> tactical <laughs> nuclear penguin TNP. Uh, um. It does actually have a little bit of like an Oreo, uh, like that comes through a little bit. Like it does, sure. it does have a little bit of an Oreo. I've mm-hmm. only had one cookies and cream beer, and I got it to piss off Adam Briskin Limehouse. So <laughs> I can't say that it's amazing. I mean, it's a yeah. genre that's rewarded me before, right. but I can't say it's my favorite. Uh, um, that's a three. Uh, it's probably a little too bitter, but I don't know. Like I said, my palate is absolutely fucked, like generally, but specifically today. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's good or bad. Um, you still got to give it a number. It's a three. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, what are we talking about? I'm going to keep drinking it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, it is time for 1,000 questions of Mix 6. It's a lot. Uh, yes. Uh, well, we're going to do it in installments. So. Uh, first question's from Brownie. I'm bad at coming up with questions. Burke. Same, dude. <laughs> cool. Uh, Greg Bennett asks, thanks for all the years of podcasting. Listening to the Mix 6 is a highlight of my week, and I'm so glad to know you all you. and know how well this has gone. Here's to many more years. Oh, shit. I need to ask a question. Uh, uh, uh. What's your favorite thing about Autumn Spencer? Mm. You know, uh, the the appropriately brisk temperatures for a period of time and or the lovely colors. All right. There yeah. we go. Q yeah. asks, what are the most memorable beers from the show that weren't ones or fives? What got a beer over the memory line despite not being extremely good or bad? The f- wow. Yeah. Yeah, what's uh, you? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, ask Ross a memory question. <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right. Lay Humper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, any brown note? Yeah, yeah, any bad graphic? Oh, brown design. note wasn't a five. No. Oh no. Oh, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Brown note has a picture of a man shitting himself for a can. Cool. And, and uh, the it. first Stillwater beer we didn't hate wasn't a five. I don't believe, oh, but it was yeah. like it was good. What was it? Oh God, Inseto. Inseto. Well, was Inseto, Inseto was a five then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but the, no, the, yeah. like that was it. Yeah. It was one two five. Yeah. And it was jarring. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Inseto. That's right. Uh, I'll but be that, I'll yeah. be honest. The rest of them are it, look. If it was a two through a four on this podcast, I, I I could encounter it tomorrow and never have known that I consumed it. Yeah, two through four is all visual it's for me. Hazy. Like it, it's yeah. got to be uh, it's got to be shitty graphic design yeah. for me to absolutely. Yeah. Uh, James Burns asks, uh, "What philosopher, alive or dead, would you smack over the head with a one beer for being too full of themselves?" Uh, Jordan Peterson calls himself a philosopher, right? <laughs> He does. I yeah. would totally brain him with a Mickey's. I've, <laughs> I have, in fact, dreamt of it many times. And uh, there's no harder one than a Mickey's one, because sure. you had to drink Mickey's, and now you're also in a fight. Yeah. Um, Friedrich asks, no question. Just want to say thank you for the show. You guys keep doing you. No one does it better. Burke. Same, dude. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Anonymous asks, uh, what with Dexter, Breaking Bad, Hannibal, Sopranos, etc., is there any kind of crime that a prestige TV show wouldn't romanticize a middle-aged white man uh, committing? I'm going to take that one. They made the woodsman, so no. Right. Uh, Max has hypothetical situation. You are at a bar. Would you rather have a five beer or two three beers, Spencer? Two three beers. 
Mm, yeah. Mm. That is the sort of calculus of the energy system. It is, yeah. Um, Chris That's Reed, a six, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. <laughs> three plus three is six. I want to be clear. Time. 1,000 tactical nuclear penguins is not a 1,000. Just <laughs> I want to I butt that uh, right away. Yeah, but yes, let's keep going. Uh, yeah, it does not get better by mass. Um, Chris Reed asks, no question. Just congratulations on somehow drinking 1,000 beers, you absolute maniacs. Dear God, what have you done to yourselves for our benefit, Burke? Same, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Whalen asks, now that you've tried a thousand beers for a podcast, do you prefer to receive bad, mediocre beers by donation or buy them yourself? Ross. Uh, I prefer, yeah, receiving beers. I like getting beers from different places I wouldn't totally. be able to get otherwise. Totally. Like, I mean, it, it's fun, even if they are bad. Absolutely. Because, yeah. like, so yeah. I guess the premise of the question is do you feel bad, like, being given a beer that you hate or no. something? No, not at all. No, no. I, I did for I a little while. Yeah. I remember when we first started getting beer and we had kind of a conversation at this table, like, what do we do? And there was a moment where I think we probably overrated beer people had given us because mm. people had given us beer. And I, that pretense went away so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love that conversation because we were like, "What if someone poisoned us? Right. Like, what if this is what? like a terrible idea?" And we're like, "Yeah, that could be dangerous." And then we just drank it. <laughs> and then we just drank it. Well, I will tell you, the first time someone brought us homebrew at a convention, oh, that was scary. That was like a panic moment of like, <laughs> "How do I tell you no and not be an asshole?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and no it, homebrew. Yeah, so I was going to dip into the the Caleb memory hole. I'm like, what is the first beer that was given to you that was so bad? You said, "Fuck it, we got to like just tell people they gave us shit beer." <laughs> oh man, Rob uh, Stith brought champagne velvet. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was bad. That was um, he also brought zombie dust. Same yeah. episode. Uh, Newport, the highs and lows. Yeah. Uh, Newport Storm, assuredly. Oh fuck yeah! Gin Was and George. Micah? Oh, yeah. gin and George. Gin and yeah. George. I yeah. told you not to drag beer around Gin Con, freezing it and unfreezing it for four days, and uh, I was right. Um, but mm. I, I will say um, did you? Did we buy? We were still in buy mode when you got uh, the extra dry sake beer, right? Still water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, there's. I mean, the beer hole anonymizes. Everyone's equal. Now. We at at, mm-hmm. at Metatopia in 2017. Uh, someone brought us um, Moonshine, homemade uh, Moonshine. The Johnny Jump Up. The Johnny Jump that Up. That had its own dedicated its own song. song. Yeah. And it was actually pretty good. Someone gave me yeah. Moonshine that I still have. Yeah, yeah I, I would know. pour that out. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in the glass jar, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, glass doesn't go bad. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last but not least, <laughs> Stephen Lee uh, says, cheating, B-hole in one. On Celebration October, toss monsters, vampire, werewolf, ghosts into the B-hole and discover that Dark Electric comes out of the other side. Stephen Lee, we don't cheat here. So one thousand and two beers. We're not cheaters. You're cut off. No, no, no cheating. We don't allow that. Even the GOAT is bound by rules. Yeah, you're on. You're a, not above the law. Uh, you're on a <laughs> one episode suspension starting at the beginning of this episode, and we which we're absolutely not going to remember. Yeah, we don't want to hear from you until the next episode that oh. we hear from you. But you're on the bench. You, you know what though? Yeah. I do. I just this is a good cheating's P- not allowed. PSA moment. Now is the time for pumpkin beer. And mm-hmm. and many of you in a certain part of the country are going to have to reconcile something very important, which is buying a beer produced and distributed by Schlafly Brewing Company <laughs> with the the utter objective truth that the only pumpkin beer worth buying is Schlafly Pumpkin Ale. It is a sick, just sort of fuck you. It is from total universal fuck. joke. Any yeah. idea of justice you may have right. in your mind. And yeah. so know this. Uh, whatever decision you make is fine. And if that decision ends in you drinking Schlafly pumpkin ale, I get it. I've already done it. Now they have new packaging and it's uglier, Mm. 
but it still tastes as good as you think it does. So just remember that as you're thinking about throwing fall-like monsters into the beer hole on the other end of Schlafly Pumpkin Ale. Um, well, that was a thousand and two beers and a thousand questions. Um, we did all of them. And now we're going to start our own version of 1,000 beers on the wall, and we're going to go all the way down to zero. So here we go. <laughs> 1,000 beers on the wall. Ross, you have to fade it out now, and that's how this he, whole... No, no, you have to do the outro. Oh. You've, you've got to do it. Our, okay. If, you, if, if we, end, if we end an episode and <laughs> yeah. you don't do the outro, you get sick. Does it actually end? You're like a cow that doesn't get milked. Like, you start turning blue. Right, like, me, it's very dark. You're right. It's I'm sorry. Dark. No, let me refill. Yeah, milk this place. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm going to start milking. Hold on. Like the cream team. Right. Milk. I know I know you're in, I know you're in utter disbelief. <laughs> Um, Give me a good Cody social media handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, guys, let's get this moving. Okay, here we go. Uh, fuck, what do I say? Okay. Hey, if you've been listening to some... Wait, what, this what episode is a regular are we ass episode. Regular episode. Oh, okay, hey, thanks for listening to this. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, fuck, uh, you can listen to more of it on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com, look for the Mix 6 podcast. That's who we are. And if you're a backer of a certain level, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Don't forget, you can find us on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just look for the Mix 6 podcast. There may even be new pictures up because Burke is here and he Woo! took them. You can also find fun stuff that people have done for us on YouTube. That's Y-O-U-T-U-B-E.com, not any of the other tubes. Ross. And if you're listening to this on a podcast streaming application, don't forget to rate and review us so other people can find the Mix 6 podcast and all 1,002 beers of fun that we have had over nearly five years now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Mix 6 podcast. I am Spencer. Cream Team! We'll talk to you later. <laughs>